Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Did you guys think Tom was cute? I thought he was cute, guys. He was, he was a little cutie. He was a little hottie. He was petite. He was like, he was like little, like... Action man. Fun yeah. size, like, yeah, just cute. Welcome to That Would Bang Podcast, a podcast where film and TV reviews meet fan fiction. I'm your co-host Patricia. And I'm your co-host Dedesi. And we hope you enjoy the show. If you like the sound of our beautiful voices, subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Just a quick note, there may be a few spoilers in the episode, so beware. Otherwise, kick back, relax and enjoy. Hi everyone, welcome to That Would Bang, a podcast where film and TV reviews meets fan fiction. My name is Adesi. And I'm Patricia. And we have an amazing guest with us this week. Today, we are joined by Victoria Sanusi, who is the co-host of the award-winning podcast, Black Girls Living. She's also a talented journalist who's interviewed the likes of Oti Mabuse. She's worked for Stylist, iNews, BuzzFeed, and many more. So on that note, thank you for coming to the podcast. Oh, thank you. What a nice intro. Thank you, girls. Thank you. You both look nice. Yeah, we tried to step it up for season two. I wanted to ask, what has everyone been watching this week? Obviously, outside of the show that we're discussing today. Oh, okay. I've watched, been watching docs, actually, like BBC Free docs. So I watched the Leanne Pinnock one yep. um, I uh, on race. Um, and then I also watched a doc that BBC had on a 16-year-old who was going to um, tell the world that he was a drag queen. What does it look like to tell the world that you're a drag queen? So basically, he's he's 16. And he lives like up north somewhere. This was the, the craziest thing was this was like in two thousand and eleven, so and it felt like it was right now. So I was like, oh okay. Um, but yeah, so basically what happened was he came forward and he told everyone at school that he was gay. I can't remember what, what age, but like when he was early teens. But he felt like he had to hide the fact that he loves to wear heels. He likes to wear dresses and just dress up and like you know. Um, so yeah, so for prom. It's so cute for prom he was like i'm just gonna go out and be my true self because you know prom is basically kind of like the last day so it's yeah. like i'm gonna be my true self in front of all you people so you know no one can say anything and i can be true to myself but i just thought it was really cute i thought it was recorded now because there's so little difference in in the, in the struggles he was talking about about being you know a, a gay man like or gay teen i suppose I was like, not much has changed, and that's 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 really sad. Is it about um Jamie? I know there's a whole musical about Jamie. Oh, is it the guy with like the short bald head, like blonde yeah, hair, and then like the red lips? That's based on true true life. I know that. Wait, maybe you know, um Jamie Campbell, drag drag queen at sixteen. Oh wow, okay, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, he has a whole musical based on him. Very interesting. No way, that's amazing. That's so cool. What did you think of the um the Leanne Pinnock documentary? So I was keen to watch it because of the controversy. Contra- I can never say that word. Controversy. The working title had something about colorism, and mm. I was like, "Ma'am, are you sure?" Um, so I was just like, "I don't want to judge it too much. I want to see where she's going with this." However, it doesn't make sense for someone. She she identifies as black, but um, she's she also identifies as mixed race. But someone who's uh, light skin, mixed race, who 
talk about colorism like what ways is she going to be doing that i hope it's not going to be a way um, from a point of her own experiences or just how is that going to be dealt with and how does that look like so i was really intrigued to watch it yeah i thought it was good i think but i think sometimes i, I always have to note that sometimes these documentaries aren't really made for black people you know, I think they're made for a white audience. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, she even said it. She was like, this is, like, mainly for my white um, Little Mix fans. And I was like, this is great. Because it, it's, it serves as, you know, something for them to uh, take in, learn, you know, use your voice and recognise that racism is alive and well. It's alive and kicking. Um, and, yeah, I, th I thought it was great. I thought that the roundtable she had with the other superstars, like Keisha from Sugar Babes, those 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 conversations were so important so i thought that was so so key and without her including that bit of the documentary we wouldn't have known about those experiences and when you know keisha was basically saying that she was kind of bullied out of the band and when she said it it was kind of like this makes a lot of sense even though it was like this is really sad but it's like also not shocked which is disgusting that you know that as a black woman you already know where this is going um and yeah i think that the documentary also asked her some hard questions like um, you know, would you be in Little Mix if you were darker? So it was it was a lot of things, you know, reckoning with privilege. And yeah, I thought it was great. I thought it was a great documentary. I actually need to watch it. I was planning to watch it tonight because I only saw this snippet that was kind of circulating online. And I was like, hmm, this seems really interesting to watch. But what got me is when Alexandra Burke was talking about how she was told to bleach her skin. Like my jaw dropped when she said that because I was like, I actually can't believe the audacity of someone asking you to do that. I'm not surprised of the climate. And I feel like the audacity was a lot stronger back then. People would really say anything True. and expect it. And I don't know, but I think that conversation with Keisha from the Sugar Babes, I would have never known. I generally just thought she quit. I thought she didn't want to do it anymore. But even just seeing how she struggled to rebuild her career because of the damaging things that were said, it reminds me of... Um, you know the Will Smith and Aunt Viv situation? Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. It was literally the same thing. It's just, wow. Oh God. It's crazy what comes to light years after it's actually happened. And I'm glad that people are getting their chance to really share the experiences because otherwise we would never really know the realities of what it's like to be dark-skinned in like these industries. So it's good that people are given the platform to actually do that. I thought another thing that was interesting was the fact that Leanne said so many black pop stars um, came forward to her and were just like, sis, I feel the same. I'm like, what, what even is the point? Like, what is the point of us consuming this music? What is the point of us, you know, I'm, I'm saying, yes, no money, blah, blah, blah. But like, sis is getting bullied behind yeah. closed doors. I was like, I was giving props to her in general because it's a brave thing to do. It's the fact that you have grown up, your audience is 99% white. You know that if you're speaking, this could be Kalam for you. But she she did it and I respect Kalam. her. <laughs> it could it could end it. But I think it's had a positive reception, which is good. Because I feel like BBC have jumped on this bandwagon of everything is black black trauma, black history, or not black history, like is university racist? Is this racist? It's like we know it's yes, racist. Yes, why, yes. Why, why are we doing this? Yeah. <laughs> but obviously it's the conversation, quote unquote. But but everyone likes to talk. There's nothing left to talk about, you know. Exactly. That's why it was it was it was great to see that she had made a fund at the end. Mm, um, she, so she made she basically made like a charity that's gonna help um black and black people in underprivileged positions. I can't remember the ins and outs, but. It just looks like, it looks like, you know, it's like, okay, yes, we do the talk, kind of like what you said, but what 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 next? What have you been watching, Adesi? I, do you know what? I watched something a bit lighthearted. It was animated. I watched um, The Mitchells versus The Machines on Netflix. Yeah. 
And it's literally like, it's literally a show that you, or a film that you'd expect to watch if you had like children in the house, you go cinema and watch it. But I saw that it's been trending on Netflix for weeks. I was like, let me watch it. And it's basically about an apocalypse where the computers take over, where smartphones and all sorts of stuff take over. And it's hilarious. Like, it's just really good. So I loved it. I don't know. I wasn't expecting to. Maybe I'm gassing it up. I don't think I am. <laughs> and it was literally about... Um, a father-daughter relationship of when you're kind of growing up and your parents don't really get you anymore and they're trying to embrace before she goes off to uni and on that university road trip is when the apocalypse happens so it's just funny it's really interesting so i think everyone should check it out is it disney what what um who made it it's net it's netflix it's like have you seen like adventure time and like amazing world of gumball vibes yeah like, it's that kind of it has the Pixar aspect, but it has that element too. And I love that kind of cartoon. Okay, do you like Big Mouth? Oh yeah, I love Big Mouth. I haven't tried Big Mouth. I haven't tried uh. it. The premise of Big Mouth has been like, what am I looking for? What am I looking for with this show? Do you know what? Sometimes I'm watching it and I'm like, this is, I'm yeah. turning off. Yeah. Because it's actually kids and it's making me like, like sometimes I'm watching, I'm just like, I don't think I can watch this anymore. I've stopped. This is because, I've, because of this, I've stopped. There was a kid humping a pillow and I said, yes, I'm, 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 stopped watching, I'm, I'm not going to watch this anymore. Do you know what? It's really towing lines. I'm not gonna lie. It's a bit weird because they're all kids. Yeah. Actually, I have no, I have no, I have no sort of defense for it. Actually, no, but I, I think um, kids are teenagers. Either, either way, I just, I can't. I can't, sometimes I just can't. But what have you been watching, Patricia? I have been watching Blue Therapy. Don't know oh, how yes. I got there, but I actually, I saw like a couple of tweets here and there, and then I was like doing other stuff on YouTube, and then I saw it on my suggested, so I clicked on it. Then I, before I knew it, I'd watched two episodes and I was like, wow, this is, why is this so funny to me? Like, I honestly, okay, so anyone who has, hasn't seen Blue, I was about to say Blue Story, different thing. I keep saying that too. <laughs> it just rolls off the tongue. Um, But Blue Therapy, it's like these two couples. I think there's Deborah and Jamel and then there's Paul and Chioma. And Chioma was on Backchat, if you don't know her. But basically they go to this sort of therapist, relationship therapist, and they basically like talk through their issues and stuff. And I don't know what it is that I enjoy, but I think it's just the the issues that I find interesting, especially like with Paul and Chioma. No, what's his name? Paul? Yeah, Paul. Paul, like he's awful. Rich dad, poor dad. That's who he is, man. Oh, oh my no. God. Oh my God. Like, oh no. 48 Lords of Power, Rich Dad, oh. Poor Dad, oh. Bold Heads, oh. came in a suit. Like, But he's mad childish as well. Deborah says in the first episode, I've never had a boyfriend before. I've seen guys, I've seen guys, I've never had a boyfriend. However, I actually don't think this, I don't, I'm like, what's the big deal in this? If you're a black babe from the UK, you're probably, you probably had one boyfriend, but you've talked to many guys. That's how the, the dating scene is. Mm. That's just how it is. Um, like, relationships are kind of rare. Like, we don't so really say... You, you might be seeing someone, you've been seeing someone for five years, but you don't say you're in a relationship. Like, so it's I not do. that rare. <laughs> Uh, yes, sister. Some people will be seeing, seeing one another for ten years. Nah, I don't know. Me. I don't know what we're seeing. We've seen enough. The reason it feels real is because, like, this is Twitter in real life. Like, this is people that we see. <laughs> it's a manifestation in a TV show. Also, all of these problems, and Chiyom is like, I'm still going to marry him. I, I'm not one to speak on anyone's relationship, but for me, I was just like, all these problems coming to light. I don't know why you're still trying to force it. Like, a lot of these relationships just aren't. There's a lot of things that you're not compatible on. Rod, sister, Rod, that's it. I feel like we've talked a lot about what we've been watching this week. 
So this week we're going to be talking about Starstruck, which is a BBC Three sitcom slash rom-com created by and starring Rose Matafeo. And it follows the life of Jessie, who realises that her drunk New Year's one night stand is actually a film star. And we basically follow their relationship unfold. So what did you guys think of it? Did you like it? Did you not like it? I liked it. I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was an easy watch. You seem surprised by that. (laughs) Yeah, no, because when I was watching, I was like, am I going to like this? Like, it was taking me a while. I can't lie. I think the main girl got my nerves. The, oh my the, god um, a little bit. oh my god i agree do you know who else annoyed me who? and i was thinking if you don't get this girl out of here it's gonna be a wrap <laughs> the the roommate yeah she was i found her funny she was no she was she was she was annoying but i found her funny no sis was trying to cop block on a few occasions and i don't mess with that it was it was no it got to a point where i was about to stand up in my room and put my head on my head like sis please can you get out of the room please um it's so true why are you standing there leave <laughs> look but you're right she is funny no patricia's right she is funny but yeah i liked it i thought it was an easy watch it was cool but i I don't know there's something about it that was kind of irritating me i can't even put my finger on it because of my brain and where my brain is <laughs> why didn't anybody spot him he's such a big star why didn't anyone spot him in the club yeah Honestly. because when he came out of that cafe in like episode three suddenly everyone was like oh you're that film star but when you're in the club when you were in the cafe why didn't anyone clock you it was very very inconsistent i was like are you famous or are you struggling i, I don't understand your career <laughs> not are you struggling you weren't struggling did you see his house not financially but he wasn't in good films like every time he'd be talking to his agent they'd be like oh what's the next project can you put me in something good i always feel like the biggest actors of these days apart from our daniels and our damsons and our people my multiple husband it's just like commercial it's not it doesn't hit the spot so i feel like that's the situation that tom was in but I think what annoyed me, and it's this, it's again with the to, to all the boys I love before, it was the communication. Because the communication was so crap, it just frustrated me because I was like, I can't do this. I saw an article by uh, this journalist called Faima. Um, I actually know her, she's awesome. And she wrote about how South Asian characters on TV often have like white people names. Because his name was called Tom. Out of all the South Asian people I know in the UK, of course I don't know all the South Asian people in the UK, so I'm not generalising. I've never met one with a with a name like Alice. Mm. <laughs> in the UK, they t- they typically have South Asian names. Um, yeah. So when she made that article, I was like, that's very very true. Like, why is his name Tom? It's like he he is South Africa. Like he's South, he's South Asian, and it's okay for him to have a name like. You know, that's that's reflective of his culture. That's okay. It doesn't take away from anything. But do you think in that situation that she just wrote the script and then she blind casted and then he, he fit in? Because in that sense, isn't that what we would? Yeah, that's cool. But at least t- tweet the name, put Dev or something. Like, like put, do you know what I mean? Like, make it a bit more realistic. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, at the same time, of course you can have the name Tom. There's nothing wrong with that, but... That that article made me think about a lot of shows I've seen with South, South Asian characters. I'm like, why is their name called Alice? Yeah, or they have like a nickname or something. Um, I liked the show. I I saw the um trailer on BBC One, and I find that I find that our generation, no one watches, no one sits down to watch TV. So when I saw the trailer, I was like, it seemed really interesting. Like you, you end up with a celebrity. Um, it gives me Richard Curtis vibes. So Richard Curtis is the writer of like Love Actually, Forward, all of that kind of Notting Hill the old school British white rom-coms. That's how I felt when I watched it. And I love that kind of stuff. Like Aww. sometimes you just need
need to feel a bit fuzzy. And I felt like Starstruck had that. Sometimes it was cheesy, but I like cheese every now and then. Sometimes you just need to smile. My favorite character was, um, you know the guy who liked her? I can't remember his name. Dan, uh, oh, please don't say the cinema guy. <laughs> cinema guy no, so cringe you. you know so he was stuttering in the cinema he was like but, 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 but that's different and I was like oh my god like that's so cringe oh, he cracked me up like I was just like you're such a flop like what are you doing <laughs> what did you think Patricia I didn't like it that much I oh. thought it wasn't I thought <laughs> <laughs> that's it then Do you know what I thought it was okay like Vic said I feel like it was um an easy watch it was okay but I didn't find myself like focusing on it when I was watching like I was doing like other things in the background it wasn't gripping me but like as I've said before I don't really watch rom-coms so this wasn't something that I would watch right off the bat um but obviously Adesi you recommended it so I went and watched it and I think I found Jessie annoying like I didn't find her funny I just thought no, okay Let's she was really cringe. Nah, she was cringe. Let's break this down because both of you are shaking your head. I understand there's <laughs> a bit of cringe in the world. I understand that, but what is why? What was annoying about her specifically? What didn't you like? Because like, her jokes your faces weren't right funny. <laughs> I just felt yeah, like they weren't landing. They weren't mm. landing. You can tell she wrote her jokes in, but they were not landing. Like they actually weren't landing, and I, I, I felt like <laughs> I felt she like wrote the, the show supporting. though. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. Sorry, ma'am. Sorry, sis. Rose, you're a babe. Like, we're sorry. not trash talking you, but yeah, like, no, 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 no. I'm not involved. The character. I'm not involved. This no. is Patricia. Claim it. I'm saying it with my No, head. because no, because even Issa Rae, she wrote Issa to be annoying. Yeah, no, Issa was annoying. So, Issa was. I feel like all the supporting characters were more funnier to me because I just felt like what they said was kind of like off the cuff, and I'd be like, oh, that was actually kind of funny. Like when um the flatmate's boyfriend wanted a Kinder Bueno, she was just like, no, like. It's like the little awkward moments yeah. like that where I'd just be laughing. But Jessie, like, because she was the main character, I felt like we were supposed to laugh at her awkwardness. Yeah. And I just didn't find her funny. And I felt like all her dialogue was just trying so hard. Like, she was always trying to be quirky. Like, she never said anything straight. I feel like the one time she actually had, like, a really sort of, like, meaningful piece of dialogue was probably when she was shouting at Tom after the hotel film premiere thing i just felt like oh you're actually saying something like real in these in all these like comedies or sitcoms of like the now generation do you find the protagonist funny isn't it always the supporting cast that make the show it's always a supporting it feels like it's the supporting now. and i feel like now nowadays it's become okay to be like i actually hated the lead character mm-hmm. yeah. true i think it was fleabag a lot of people are like, I hated her, you know? <laughs> people, and I was like, right, you hated her. For example, This Is Us. Um, there's a lot of characters in This Is Us, but I hate Kevin. That's actually a really upsetting thing. I can't believe you said that. that, that I'm I actually kind that, of hurt. Yeah. Kevin's a great person. If I cry on this zoo. <laughs> even the Utes. Even the Utes, it's enough. Yeah, I said it, yeah. Yeah, the, the Utes, yeah. <gasps> mm-hmm. I do feel like, guys, we have digressed. Swall, swall. Did you guys think Tom was cute? I thought he was cute, guys. He was, he was a little cutie. He was a little hottie. He was petite. He was like, he was like little, like... <laughs> Action man. Fun yeah. size, like, yeah, just cute. You know these shows? They always get like these, these... You can tell that they're purposely casted like a hottie kind of kind of got like to all the boys I love before when they crossed that Noah Centineo I said you know what you're doing so with this one I feel like I was like okay maybe he could produce I hope he builds a fan base on that would you pursue a relationship with a celebrity on Tom's scale 
if I didn't know who they were. That's a vibe. Okay, so you've Googled it now. You've Googled it. You see who he is. You see the you see the level. And you see the net worth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll stay there. I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. You would, yesterday. If I had a vibe with that person, then yeah, definitely. If, if there was yeah. no vibe, I wouldn't even force it. There's no point of forcing it. But I would stay friends, like, like on a friendly thing, like, oi, like, rah, like, it's lovely bumping into you, Tom. Like, you're doing well, yeah. And, like, I could imagine, like, I would, I'm not gonna lie, I'll beg you. Like, I'll, I'll purposely stay friends, like, but invite them to my wedding, like, you know, me and Tom, we go over, you said, day. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I would do it, but I don't want to be like visible off the back of your visibility. Just keep me out of it if possible. And he wasn't even buying her nice things like that, so I didn't see a single gift. A single gift. But they were still trying to figure out if they liked each other. I feel like they only realised fully if they liked each other at the end. Before that, it was just miscommunication. I like you. Oh, I'm not available. You like me. Oh, I'm not available. And then it was your favourite who went to go and lie and say, oh, yeah. <laughs> That was the funniest, that was the funniest thing. Imagine, what made you think that that would get you the girl by blocking her to that extent? What made you think that she was like, oh, I want you now? I find it interesting how when you like someone and you, it's an awkward situation, but you still kind of want to be around them. And it's like ways in which you kind of make yourself, you try to call them and stuff. You're, so you're like, when he was like, hey, I've got this audition and I need someone to... Why would you be practising? That makes no sense. Yeah, because she's not even Australian as well. She hasn't well. even acted in the... <laughs> she doesn't even act. The excuses he came up with to come to the house... No, do you know what I found funny? Was when they'd have, like, the dinner parties and then he'd walk in and then all the friends would be like, like, wait, who's that? Because I could just imagine... Imagine that you had a dinner party and Damson Idris came in with you. Would What would your friends do in that situation? <laughs> when I'm with my... Like, if I'm ever even in a situation, like, in a media situation where with a celebrity me and my friends though you literally you suck in every single excitement that you're you're thinking to squeeze right now you better swallow it one of my friends i said you better swallow what you're doing right now i said you better swallow that because we're not looking like <laughs> we're not because we're not even we're actually the media right now so you can't be doing so true. then we went to the toilet and then we we literally bursted <laughs> like Honestly, I know me, I will literally try and play it cool. If my friend was dating um, Anthony Joshua, I, d I don't know. But then, ahead, but guys, haven't you thought about this? Don't you think of your strategy like, I can't be a fan, because if I'm a fan, nothing will ever progress beyond this. You need to be cool, collected, babe. He's going to know that I'm actually not insane and that he needs to wife me. Like, imagine dating someone who's kind of like, like, they've spotted you in a if you go up to them, or they go up to you and they're like, do you know who I am, though? I'd just be like, get away from me. This is cringe. Or what if what if Anthony Joshua, Anthony Joshua came up to you and was like, did you, did you see my match yesterday? God forbid. We're all going to be embarrassed then because probably not. <laughs> no, I did not. I did not see it. I don't like arrogance. I don't like entitlement. So the minute you expect me to be admiring and being all over you, I think it, I'm already off. It's, it's game over. Tom, Tom's not on that vibe. That's, how, that's why I like Tom because Tom gives me normal guy vibes. Like he's just like, I just want to make... I just want to act and make a break. But then I feel like the dilemmas of that relationship will come from Jessie being the girl who's not the expected person. Mm. All these women throwing she kept themselves saying at that. Me. Because it's, it's techie, like, that's the burden that will come with being with a celebrity. How many people be thirsting over your man? How many DMs will this person get? How many times will the press say that you're not fine and that he's better looking than you? Can you imagine? What will you First do? First of all, you're a liar. Because I'm fine. But also, I just... 
Oh, you have to have really thick skin for that. Thick. That love better be better be strong because you, there's no way you're saying I'm not fine enough. And then you look at his exes, his Beyonce, his, his Rihanna, it's everyone, and it's now you. Like, not to say, not, not to say that we're not at the level, but it's to say that you know what's come before you and everyone is comparing you to who they were. What did you guys think when she was in the in the bathroom? Well, that's actually a really good segue into the next part of the podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, so it's time to hear some alternative plot lines. Are you Team Adesi or Team Patricia? Let us know by sharing the podcast and adding us at the TWB board. You've listened to TWB, but for everyone who might not have, um, in this podcast, Patricia and I come up with alternative plot lines of what could have happened. And um, in this episode, we are coming up for um, an alternative scene of what would have happened if um, Sophie found Jesse in the bathroom with Tom. Ooh, love that. Yeah. Um, so for everyone who didn't know, basically Jesse was locked in the bathroom because Tom had another girl over and she was locked there for hours. And it was just, it was a techie situation. Um, your last guest, was it Shore? Yeah. She made notes, so I'm going to do the same. <laughs> wow. Love that energy. Yeah, I love this bit of the podcast. It's so genius. Patricia, give an intro for your storyline. Okay, so... With my scene, obviously, it comes to light that Jessie is in the bathroom. And in the heat of the moment, she reacts to that. And it kind of descends into a little bit of a sticky public situation for her. Jessie is in the shower, nibbling on the hotel snacks, waiting for Tom to get rid of Sophie. 15 minutes turn into 30, which then turn into 60. She's beginning to get impatient until she hears smacking lips and female moans. Horrified, Jessie storms into the bedroom and Tom breaks away from Sophie, bewildered. Sophie asks why there's a woman in his bathroom and in a panic, he says Jessie is his cleaner. Though a bit dim, Sophie isn't buying it and asks why his cleaner would even be at the screening and dressed up. Before Tom can reply, Jessie, hurt, looks at him and asks, is that all I am to you? She becomes enraged by his stammering and storms out of the room and downstairs to the lobby. Tom tries to run after her, but Sophie grabs his shirt and screams that he's a cheater and a liar. Tom looks incredulous and says they were never a thing, not like that. The scene cuts to Jessie walking into the lobby where everyone has congregated to mingle. There's a small stage and microphone set up for further speeches and Jessie, in the heat of the moment, walks right up to it. 
she rips into Tom calling him every name under the sun whilst the crowd looks on, confused but enjoying the tea. Just as Jesse wraps up, Sophie clacks onto the stage, Tom close behind and seconds everything Jesse said but finishes by throwing a cream pastry at his chest. The press are having a field day whilst Tom's agent looks on, fuming. The next day, Tom gets a call from her explaining why you shouldn't date civilians and that his next project has fallen through because of this debacle. With no one else to call, he tries Jesse, but it goes straight to voicemail. Meanwhile, Jesse's face is plastered across the papers, calling her home wrecking cleaner. And when she scrolls through social media, there's think pieces and jokes flying. Distressed, she hides under her duvet. That is my scene. <laughs> Sorry, Victoria, your facial expressions throughout that whole thing were just sending me. That was so good. You, you should get. Are you what? You are you what? What's your day job? <laughs> I need you to be writing because this is making a lot of sense. Well, mine's a bit different from Patricia. In mine, um, Jesse, Sophie does find Jesse, and a palaver unfolds when they try and solve the situation. Sophie is all over Tom. She starts to strip, but he gets distracted knowing that Jessie is next door. He tries to get her to leave, but she bursts into tears, opening up about her feelings for him. Meanwhile, Jessie decides that she can't wait any longer and tries to climb out the window. She steps on the sink and slips, landing on her leg. Tom and Sophie run in the bathroom to find Jessie on the floor. Sophie screams, stalker, and calls for security. Jesse's in pain and looks up to spot Sophie half-naked holding on to Tom. He intercepts and calls for an ambulance. But unfortunately, the paramedics can't make it up the stairs. So Tom has to carry Jesse down to the lobby himself. As they head outside, there's press everywhere. Paparazzi are taking pictures of him and Jesse together. Tom! Tom! Who's the girl? Jesse's clearly stunned by the situation. Tom apologises and promises to make it up to her. Despite being angry, Jessie forgives him and they end up laughing. <laughs> the doctor says that her leg is broken and that she has to stay at the hospital overnight. They fall asleep on the bed together. The next morning, Tom wakes up to 20 missed calls from Sophie and his manager. He's late for his Good Morning Britain interview. He leaves Jessie sleeping and gets in a taxi. Meanwhile, pictures of him and Jessie are circulating everywhere. At the studio, his manager says these pictures are a PR nightmare. But luckily, Sophie has a plan and he should follow her lead. Jessie wakes up to find hundreds of messages. Her face is on the news. She turns on the tape. We cut to the studio where Tom and Sophie are on air and the presenters immediately ask him, so Tom, who's the mystery girl? Tom hesitates, but before he can reply, Sophie brings out her hand and flashes an engagement ring. He proposed! They all gasp, what? Cut to ad break. We see Jessie on her hospital bed staring at the screen she's been fooled again where did you two go to writing school because what is going on these are so good ask us any questions share your thoughts what did you think what did you think of each one okay so patricia's one i thought it was too funny like <laughs> it was dramatic it was when she said cheetah and i said in my head but sis are you not a thing and then tom said but we're not even a thing i was like oh my god god but also it was how tom was given into his co-host and they were actually sleeping together so it was like 
he really doesn't respect um Jesse. But in your one of Desi, I feel like it goes more with the show just because Tom seems like he is trying to get rid of her and she's trying to do a striptease because we know she was, you know, really trying to get with him. And it does seem very Tom to carry her down the stairs to be a hero. Um, and it does seem like her to jump out the window. Which one, what is, so what is the answer? Is it the one that fits more with the scene? Which one would I like to see play out? It's about what Okay, you, okay, Patricia's one. Wait, 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 oh my gosh. She said it. Wait, 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 pause, 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 Vic. Wait, hold on. Basically, you weren't meant to give your answer just yet. <laughs> no, sorry, that is sending me. But you know what? You've already picked your winner. I'm not even going to justify why I'm here. I'm so sorry, guys. No, no, it's all right. The way I see it is she, she felt so passionately about my scene that she couldn't even like hold it in she was like oh my god patricia has won oh my god it was so dramatic but i loved it because it was like because i kind of felt like the show was like meh okay i was like this would have woke me up and this would have made me shut and would have had my heart jumping um adesi your one it was really good and i thought like it would have been the most dramatic bit of the whole scene but it wasn't a dramatic as patricia but yours really felt like fit the narrative of the show like you took elements of how the existing characters behave and like things that you would see them doing if anything i think you guys need to get the writer's room because that show wasn't giving as much as that so patricia you clearly are the winner of the show well done thank you thank you so much thank you thank you so much for joining us like oh that's no worries have we come to the end oh no well we've come so much fun i feel like we had a very good conversation thank you guys so much as i said before like i've listened to a few episodes and it's just so funny and like like i love how you guys have organized the pod like the segments and stuff i just think it's genius so yeah i'm rooting for you guys i'm also going to take this opportunity to say that i love black girls living i always listen oh, to it every morning thank you. oh my god thank you patricia is your biggest fan she's even played it cool that is it for today's episode we hope you enjoyed it let us know if, if you think victoria made the right decision personally i think she did but if you think Odessi should have won, let us know using the hashtag TWBpod. But what show should we talk about next? Let us know, actually. Send us an email or a DM at thatwithbangpod at gmail.com. You can follow me at Adi Odessi. And you can follow me at double underscore PDVR. And you can follow Victoria at uh, Vic Sanusi on Instagram, Victoria Sanusi on Twitter. At the end of last season, one of you said that you had no one to talk to about One Division. Talk to me! Talk to oh me! Oh my gosh! <laughs> yes. I love it. I was obsessed. I'm going I'm to watch it again. I was absolutely obsessed. I'd say it's actually one of my top shows, like, in general, like, they... <sighs> beautiful so you're a marvel girl i can't lie not like that like i don't i don't be knowing i don't be knowing the guys like i i don't know the backstory too tough like i'm gonna have to be doing some googles to um you know um because sometimes they'll be referencing stuff and everybody's laughing i'm like what's the joke um yeah so if you like what you heard today make sure you follow us on apple podcast spotify and the acast acast app or wherever you listen to your podcast and don't forget to follow us on instagram and on twitter at the twb pod but until next week and that's a wrap for today's episode we hope you enjoyed it and if you did follow us at the twb pod what show should we talk about next drop us an email at thatwoodbangpod at gmail.com but if you like what you heard join the twb family by subscribing to the podcast and don't forget to leave a review we love reading them
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.